Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. And on this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss solving the sales puzzle. That's right. We're going to be talking about a broad topic, but we're going to whittle it down to something that's actionable, a mindset that's going to clear the noise and help you be as successful as possible in the field. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Rhythm AI, Prospecting, Targeting, and Routing Simplified. If you're a sales professional or you're a sales leader and you want your sales team to be as efficient as possible in the field, check out RhythmAI.com. You can try the professional or team's version for just a dollar for the first month. That is RhythmAI.com, R-I-T-H-M-A-I.com. It's going to make your life so much easier in the field and make you much more efficient. Take away all the headache of the ancillary things that you have to do in the sales world and get you back to focusing on selling. So, all right, this episode talking about solving the sales puzzle. And on previous episodes, we talked about the getting in, dominating, getting out sales builders, academy sales advocacy method and the sales escape plan. And so We're going to boil this down to a tip as far as looking at each account. So one thing that's been very helpful to me, and I want to share this, may hopefully it's helpful to you. The entire world, the way that I view it is like a puzzle. Okay. Every puzzle is going to look different. Every puzzle is going to have a different number of pieces, but all the pieces have to go in a certain order. Now you don't have to put them together in a specific order. In fact, no two people will ever put a puzzle together the same way unless it's two pieces, then there's a 50-50 chance that you will. But I heard the phrase that statistically, uh, there's a better chance of getting struck by lightning than than two people putting a puzzle together the same way. Because there's so many moves that you can make in order to put a puzzle down. And I hope you're visually thinking about that. Let's say there's a puzzle piece with 500. I know what a lot of people do is they try to find the border and then they work their way on the inside. But sometimes people don't do that. But think about it. If you sat down with one of your buddies and you both had the same puzzle, 500 pieces, I guarantee you 100%, you would not put the puzzle together. And that's okay. But the goal is to put the entire puzzle together and to do it as fast and efficiently as possible. Well, you can apply that same thought to the sales process. You're going to want to get the sale as quickly as possible. You want to get to the close as quickly as possible. However, you want to be efficient. And efficiency doesn't mean just simply speed. It just means going through the process and the steps correctly at a fast enough speed that you do it as quickly as you could have possibly done. You don't want to leave any effort or time on the table. And so everything should be kind of solving the sales puzzle. An individual sale, an individual account, an individual territory. And think of it as a, the puzzle is the group, the bigger picture. So one of the tips that I would give you, and one of the things that I learned and I was taught by very uh, talented salespeople, widen your gaze. Don't just focus on the micro of what's happening in the office or in your account, but look at the macro. What is happening in the industry? What kind of changes might affect your client in the future, their buying power, their purchasing power? Think about it. COVID. COVID was a crusher of the sales industry a couple of years ago. 
it completely changed and revolutionized the way business was up, was done. Think about it. I'm recording this right now on Zoom. I had never heard of Zoom until the pandemic. Zoom had been around for several years before then. I'd never heard of it. Now virtual calls are routine. That's part of the process of sales now. There's a, there's a balance between in-office and work from home. You have to be good at using technology now in sales if you're going to get ahead. That needs to be part of your process. So the puzzle got larger. COVID created a larger puzzle. There's more ways to close a sale. And when I talk about a puzzle, there are some prospects or clients where the puzzle only has 10 pieces. Some only have two. I remember there was a doctor in Georgia where I walked into his clinic and I told him about the post-procedure kits that I was selling. And he pulled out his credit card out of his back pocket and said, let's start with 12, with 12 kits. <laughs> I was floored. I was floored. I'd never had a one call sale before until that moment. So his puzzle piece was two pieces. I basically just snapped them together. I walked in the door, presented him with information he had never heard about before, and he decided to make a decision. Conversely, I've had sales where I had to make you know, 25, 30 calls in order to get to the signed contract. That was a much bigger puzzle. And so what I mean by look uh, widen your gaze is don't just think of it as the information that's being given to you. Every single person you're going to try to sell to is a human being. We all have emotions. We all have desires and we all have things that motivate us. Okay. So try to figure out emotions, desires, and motivation of the people you're trying to selling. They're all going to be different. Some people, their motivation might be lower to change. Some of them might be higher. I know there have been times where sales reps have done probably thousands of cold emails and it just hits me at the right moment and I purchase the product. Whereas a month prior, maybe even a week prior, I wouldn't have. So sometimes timing is everything and it's important and you're at the right place at the right time. So that puzzle is going to be smaller. I just happened to walk in that one day and you know, the doctor was like, okay, here's my credit card. Let's start with 12 kits. That's not going to happen all the time. I can't, you don't want to build your system or your process around the one call close because that doesn't happen very often. And so it's the ability to kind of treat and isolate and silo each account differently and realizing that there's emotion involved. There is a future state outcome that you want for your client and they want for themselves. How is their life going to change? How is their life going to be better? by using your product or service. That's what is a key factor in the motivation. But the motivation could be, do they want to look cool? Does that help the brand? Does it help the image? Does it help the patients? Does it, if you're in medical, which is a lot of my background, or is it going to drive revenue? If it does all of those, it's a slam dunk. Then it's just changing the emotion of them realizing and them verbalizing themselves that that is what's taking place. And so the sales puzzle really is figuring out how to efficiently put those pieces into place to see the bigger picture. Because again, when you sell somebody, that customer journey is not over. One of the most important things also after that is the pull through. 
And this is where a lot of sales reps can struggle. And I struggled in my earlier days. Sale was done, boom, wipe your hands, high five each other, go spend your commission check at a nice dinner. It's not over. Because just because you sold them, your reputation is going to follow you. If you don't pull through and they're not completely satisfied with the service that you gave them, they're going to let other people know that. I don't remember the statistic, but I know you know what I'm talking about when I say this, that when you are completely satisfied with something, you believe something is five stars, you don't necessarily go to Yelp or Google or any kind of rating service. But oh man, if you are upset and you want to tell people about it, you're going to complain online. And reputations can be destroyed by a handful of bad experiences. And so you want to make sure and you build it in your process, follow through, follow through. Every time I close a sale, I always follow up. And I think to, I think about what would I want if I just signed on, I would want somebody to follow up with me, check in. How am I doing? You know, don't use the phrase check-in. I learned that very quickly. I used that in one of my positions. I used to send out emails. Hey, just checking in. I had no idea that literally every other sales rep was saying the same thing. I was just being nice and just tell, I was verbalizing what I was actually doing. I should have done it in a different way. I realized that after several months, I had an account that told me, Hey, don't send me any more emails saying, Hey, I'm checking in. Wanted to see if I could help you with anything or need anything. They were like, that's annoying. Every rep does it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. So I changed my process. I'd start asking questions. I'd start inferring about things that we had talked about in the past. And it really kind of changed, you know, because email is not the same. And and email and text is a non-emotional. It's a um, uh, a cold, I'm not going to say cold email, but it's a cold uh, way to communicate with somebody. Inflection, tone, uh, body language is not understood. That's one of the reasons why emojis became popular. And you have to use exclamation points when you're talking to people to show you're excited. You can't just say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You have to have an exclamation point. Why? Because that shows you're really excited. That emotes uh, your excitement. So when you are going through the sales process and you finished, it's also part of the follow-through. That's also part of the puzzle. How do you do that? Well, I can't tell you exactly how you do it because all sales are different but it's support. And we go back to the sales advocacy method. It's after they're done, you don't want to, as soon as you sell somebody, Hey, who else do you know? Let them use the product for a while. Let them use the service after it's completed. That's when you, after that sale is done, that's when you reach out to them and you're and that's when you start the advocacy reach out. Who else do you know that could benefit from this? You know, you, cause you, cause you're checking in, you don't use a freight check-in, but you're checking in and you say, did everything go as I, as I said it would, did I hold my end of the bargain? Be direct. You know, Mr. Jones did, did everything that I tell you or everything I promised you I was going to do. Did I do it? Oh yes, Mike, you did. Absolutely. Do you think other people like yourself, friends, colleagues, et cetera, any business partners, do you think they could benefit as well? Yes, I could. Who would those people be? And can you, and can you uh, reach out to them for me and connect us? Absolutely. That's the sales advocacy method. People have bought into you. They've bought into the product 100% and they want to help. And so 
all of these things are interconnected. And so when I talk about systems and processes, I don't want you to think that they're just independent of each other. They're all working together. Think of it as a intricate uh, system of highways and byways and routes and all the different roadways. They're all separate, but they're working together. There are very few places in this country where if you're on a highway, it's a dead end, unless you hit the coasts. But let's say you drive from uh, the mountains of North Carolina and you drive to Utah. You can do that. It is possible. Why? Because there's a series of roads. Okay. And there's an efficient way to get there. So there, it's the same thing in sales. There's always different avenues, roads, and your plans, your systems, and your processes all work together. But I want to challenge you to think of everything as putting a puzzle together. And how would you do it? And then how do you replicate that? Before I mentioned, one of the best ways that I see people doing is they try to find the borders first. Folks, that's a process. That's a system. Let's get the outside first, and then we start working on the inside. That's a process. It's re- you can replicate that. If you put together a puzzle every day of, say, 50 pieces, start small, maybe 20 pieces, you can replicate that every single day. So you have a process and you have a system of building. Then you have a process and a system of replicating that day after day after day. So all these processes, all these systems, all these protocols, the way you operate, everything that you do on a daily basis, it all intertwines and it works together. So ask yourself, is my process or system hurting my sales, hurting my efficiency, or is it helping? Am I working as efficient as possible? One of the reasons why uh, my partners and I created Rhythm AI was because we wanted to create a process and a system for being efficient in the field and take away all the headache. So what can you do with Rhythm? If you're in outside sales, you can prospect, you can uh, create target lists, you can create pipelines, you have all your client details on there, and you can optimize your schedule based on seeing the right people at the right time at the right locations. It's maximizing the most valuable asset you have as a sales rep, time. Everybody has the same amount of time. You wake up in the morning, everybody has the same amount of time. Your competition has the same amount of time that you do. Your prospects, your clients, they're open. They They have business hours all at the same time. It's how you spend that time is going to determine how successful you are. One of the ways to do that is to conceptualize what you were doing in your field, building out your way of doing things. You've probably heard on this podcast, the word process systems, protocols, thousands of times. Well, you're going to hear it a thousand more times. There's not one way to sell someone. And there's not one way to set up a territory, but there is a way. You can't just shoot from the hip. You can't just wake up in the morning and say, where am I going today? If you are, you are robbing yourself. And everybody says they don't have time. I kind of think that's bullshit. Okay. I've got two children. I've got two young children. Okay. I've got a podcast. I just purchased two franchises and a sales technology company. And I'm also consulting with several different companies. 
all at the same time. From the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I'm either working or I'm taking care of my children and family. I used to be, as of seven years ago, I was single. I thought I was busy. Nope, I wasn't busy. I just wasn't pushing myself. I wasn't challenging myself. I watched, I watched TV. I watched a lot of movies. I don't watch any TV. I don't watch any movies now. <laughs> and I think my life is so much more enriched and so much better. So I digress, but I go back to solve, solving the sales puzzle. And really it's putting the pieces into place as efficiently as possible with as many accounts as possible. That's how you're going to be successful. So as always, as I mentioned before, like, please share the show. I can't say that enough. If you think somebody, if you think this is viable, I see people are downloading the show. Okay. I get the statistics. People are downloading the show. I'm asking you, if you download the show, send it to three people. Say, please, please download and, and listen to the show. And then if you like it, send it on to one more person. Let's start there. That's the one big ask. If you're listening right now, and I know that you are, I can see the downloads. And no, it's not my family because I don't send them anything. I don't want this to be artificially pumped up. That doesn't help in the, in the podcasting um, ecosphere. I want organic engagement. So people are definitely, people are definitely out there and they're listening. Please, please share this with people. And if you think on the platforms that do allow ratings, if you do believe that this has earned a five-star, would love to have it. It definitely helps with the rankings. It helps the show grow. When the show grows, I can bring on more amazing guests, bring on more amazing guests. They give you tips and insights. It's going to help you make more money and help you have a better life and a better career. And that's really the goal. This podcast is free. It doesn't cost you anything. You're in the car listening to this. Hopefully it makes you better. Hopefully it gets you to stop and think about what you are doing. Not just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get through this quarter. I heard that a lot. I felt that a lot early in my career, man. I'm just trying to get through this quarter. I'm just trying to get this. Through. I'm just trying to get through this quarter. Well, guess what? You're going to say the same thing next quarter and the next quarter and the next quarter. You're going to blink and you're going to be in your forties. You're not going to like the industry you're in and you're going to feel burnout and it's just a grind. Take a step. Stand back and see where you are, where you want to be, and write down, rewrite down your goals every quarter. Rewrite down your goals, short, intermediate, long-term. Write them down. Are you where you want to be in life? Have a conversation with your significant other. If you're married or you have a partner or your boyfriend, girlfriend, talk to them. Verbalize it. Put it out in the universe. It's amazing. The last couple of years, I used to hold everything internal. I wouldn't tell my wife about these things. And I just, I didn't want to quote unquote, uh, explode her brain <laughs> with all these ideas and, and things. And I started verbalizing it about two years ago. Actually, it was during the pandemic. I started verbalizing it. What if I did this? What if I did that? How would this look? What do you think about this? She said, go for it. Go for it. Said, but if you go for it, you better go for it with everything you got reckless abandon. And I said, well, you know me, honey, I can't, I can't go halfway in anything. So, um, please, please share the show. Uh, you can reach out to the show. I do appreciate the people that reach out. I'm, I'm, I'm now seeing that there are chronic or not chronic, but there are, um, it's the same people that are reaching out to the show, which is great. I absolutely love people that really enjoy this, but 
Um, I'm trying to expand to as many people as possible. Please share and reach out to the show, Mike at survivingoutsidesales.com. Um, really do appreciate that. And if you want to try Rhythm, uh, go to rhythmai.com. Your first month is just $1. If you are a manager and you want to know how to get your team on rhythmai.com, reach out to me directly and I will give you a deal where you get to try this for three months for $1 each month. So for $3, Every one of the members of your team gets to try this, but you have to reach out to me directly. Can't go through the website. So reach out to me, Mike at survivingoutsidesales.com or Mike at rhythmai.com, R-I-T-H-M-A-I.com. If you're looking at this on YouTube, you can see it behind me on my sign, but Mike at R-I-T-H-M-A-I.com. Your entire team, if you've got 15, 20 people, guess what? It's $3, $3 for three months. You can't beat that. It's a way to try the product, you know, get a nice test run before you decide to go all in. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, stay tuned for tomorrow's episode where I have Justin on and we dive deeper in the sales advocacy method. How does Justin do it? How can you do it in the field? Examples, again, flushing out more of these ideas. So stay tuned for that. Uh, please download and, and hit the uh, announcements button or hit the little bell or, you know, whatever the um, push notification is that a new episode has been released. That'll help you make sure you don't miss a single episode of Surviving Outside Sales. And I really do appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time.